Hello and welcome along to the Property Development Live podcast. My name's Paul Merrick. With me today, I have Margaret Ann Merrick and Martin Davis. Hello. Hi. And today's topic of conversation is the pandemic, or to be more accurate, the pandemic's effect on property here in the UK. And perhaps the pandemic's effect on your attitude to property here in the UK. As we slowly work our way out of the pandemic, following the government's rules and regulations and slowly open up society again, it begs the question, if you're a property developer, what do you do next? And that's what we're going to talk about on today's Property Development Live podcast. It's interesting, isn't it? When this all started, we were about to do some interesting things on Property Development Live, uh, which kind of involved me being physically up in Scotland, which of course that sort of got chopped on the head so our attitude was how do we get around that how do we do stuff means that i can stay at home and you can stay at home and that's when we came up with podcasts and zoom calls and all that sort of thing and i think the point i'm trying to make is the attitude that we had was all to do with so this is what we want to achieve how do we make it happen and i suppose what i see around me is that there are, the world is divided into people who have that positive attitude and those people who just say, oh, I'm now in lockdown, I shall watch lots of Netflix and do not a lot. I think some people can be both. <laughs> I think if someone looked at my Netflix account, then I've been watching quite a bit of Netflix. But I have also been attending talks at university and from the comfort of my own couch we have had zoom meetings and you know we have caught up with friends been working on a new book so i think there can be a combination of being productive and sometimes taking time to to just sit and and watch Netflix and share that kind of cultural experience. I think um, in a way, almost event television came back because so many people were at home. So they're chatting about the same programs and things. And then you also have people who are having the much bigger conversations about how this can be an opportunity for change, that we don't actually have to go back to what was there before, that we can reimagine what education could look like. We can reimagine how businesses can run, that we can reimagine what housing can look like, and that this could be an opportunity to pause and to actually reset a lot of things that weren't entirely working before. And I think certainly for me, in my semi-retirement, I have discovered a whole new world of meetings. I've discovered the Zoom call and the meetings involved with people um, from around the country without having to travel. So it's actually in lots of ways made people, I think, more productive, being able to sit at home and have several calls in one day talking to people from across the UK. And as a property developer, that is a huge advantage to be able to not have to turn up and visit people and make meetings, but to be able to sit at home, to be able to sit on your computer and have several meetings in the one day. I would say that this is actually going to make property developers more productive, not less productive. I agree with you, Paul. Uh, It's interesting. We have several meetings with uh, developers, both um, progress meetings and marketing meetings and sort of, you know, ad hoc meetings, which happen on Zoom in a way that we just now take it as normal. 
But it's making us more productive. It's making us get more things done quicker. I know for the guys on Property Development Live, they're having a lot of interaction at the moment going through their building warrant. And they're doing that on Zoom calls and they're doing that through emails when at one point in time, a lot of that would have been done with physical calls, actually going all the way across to almost Edinburgh. You know, a 40 mile trip for some of the guys to, to a meeting, and now we're managing to share all of that very productively, I've got to say, on Zoom. But let's talk about the bigger attitude, the bigger attitude to property. Do, do we think there's a lot of fear in the air when it comes to property at the moment? Do we sense a fear among people who are perhaps potential property developers? I think some people are fearful. I think people are often fearful at a time of change and this has been such a cataclysmic change that no one could have foreseen and that to a certain extent, you know, people are still struggling to find their place in it. And I think there's a difference between people who are in a way harking back to what was there before and people who have adjusted quite quickly to what the new normal is. And I think people who are falling between those two are who are trying to get back to what was there before are quite fearful um, and they're you know they're worried about the global economy they're worried about their local economy and it's almost paralyzing them with indecision because they can't foresee what's going to happen and they're reading a lot of negative items in the news or listening to a lot of negative items in the news property development is for action takers it's not for everybody and i think what the current situation is doing it's kind of pushing people into two camps the people who are the proactive people who want to get out and do something and people who are to use your word fearful and and i think what's happening is that the people who are less inclined will be even less inclined to do stuff and they will just wait and see and the people who are more positive and want to create their own future will be more determined to go out and do stuff it's the old adage you know there are people who make things happen there are people who watch things happen and there are people who wonder what happened but you know i've been in property development for almost 25 years now and there hasn't been a year gone by that someone hasn't predicted the collapse of all property prices in that whole 25 years so there are always going to be the naysayers who will tell me but we're fine just now, but in six months' time, it's all going to disappear. And yes, there has been peaks and troughs in property. I would argue that if there weren't peaks and troughs in property, why would you invest in property in the first place? If you didn't believe that property was going to go up in value or down in value, if it was always going to remain the same value, why would you do development and why would you invest in property? Surely it's that movement in property prices that makes it first and foremost interesting, that makes it second profitable, and thirdly, that makes it the reason we do this job. We all hope for, look forward to, the day that we buy a property, simply sit there on it, and it goes up in value. But as a developer, we do more than that. As a developer, we add value. No matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the economic conditions are, we add value. And as a company, when we were proactive in 2007, 2008, 2009 and 2010, arguably some of the worst years in property for decades, we were successful as a developer. Why? Because we added value to the right properties 
for the right people. There will always be properties and places that will buck any trend. And that's maybe an interesting subject. Where do we see moving next that the big opportunities are? What do you think, Martin? Let me tell you the story about my 30-year-old daughter. She and her boyfriend, both, they live in London, both good, good jobs. And, and six months ago, their plan was to stay in London, to buy a flat in London and stay there for the next three to five years until family came along and they moved out of London. What the pandemic has shown as they have lived with their sister just outside London in a sort of semi-rural environment that they ask themselves the question, why would I want to stay in London? We have proved that we can work from home, probably in a future world. We probably only need to be in the office for a day or two a week. And therefore, their plan is to rent and then buy out of London. And when I say out of London, I'm talking about two hours away, you know, real countryside. Does that make sense to you, Paul? Really interesting question, Martin. And it's one that I wrote a article for YPN magazine on recently. Are our villages and towns going to become the new property hotspot and no longer it's going to be the desire to live in city centres? I think that could be the case, given that the infection rates in cities seem to be much higher than they are in the countryside. And I think we're going to see a change in the demographics of where people want to live, why they want to live there, and prices will follow that. The next investment, if I was still an active investor and still developing, wouldn't be in a city centre for me. It would be in a town or a village that ideally had low rates of infection, but also that gave a quality of life so that if we do go into lockdown again, you have Loads and loads of space round about you. Your garden's likely to be bigger. But not only that, within a five, ten minute walk of most towns and villages, you can get out into the countryside. So even in lockdown, if we go back into lockdown again and we keep going back and forward into lockdown over the foreseeable future, then living in the countryside or living in a town and a village that gives you access to the countryside is going to be a more pleasurable lifestyle than being locked in an apartment in the centre of town. I think the whole dynamics are going to change. I think what we class as important is going to change. I think our view of the world is going to change. And that comes back to the question of attitude. If you don't make a move now after the life that we've been through over the last few months, if you don't realise how important it is to make a movement now, to do the things you want to do now, then you're probably never going to make that move. And I certainly see with the people who contact me through Property Development Live, as you said, Martin, two very different attitudes. The fearful, I will wait and see attitude and the life is an ever-changing circumstance that we live in and one that we don't know how long we're going to survive in. And if we want to do something, if we want to make a change, if we want to to improve our lives, then we do it now. I, I think that's true. I agree with everything that you said. I think working from home has really opened up opportunities for a lot of people. And it's opened up opportunities for companies as well because they see that people can be productive working from home um, without having the, the problems of a commute and the difficulties with managing time when you have a commute if you're dependent on public transport. So I think the shift to working from home means that more people are looking at moving out of the cities and also the possibility 
that even if coronavirus disappears completely, there could be another pandemic at some time in the future. It's become something that's a possibility now, whereas you know prior to this point, we hadn't lived through a pandemic and no one really considered it. Now people are considering, well, what if there is another pandemic? In which case then they would like to be in the countryside. They would like to have some space and some greenery, you know, if at all possible. They they would like to have a garden. Um, and so that is impacting on how they're looking at property and how they're planning their lives and where they can live. And I think the other aspects that are feeding into that is the move to doing and offering meetings online, offering courses online. People are saying that they don't need to sacrifice their own personal development. They don't need to sacrifice their education. They don't need to sacrifice career progression. They can still manage to achieve all of that from a working from home environment. And so then it becomes about making that home environment the best it can possibly be and choosing the location that's best for them. Yesterday, I was talking to to two very different people and they are both just um, signed up to do a further course in their chosen career, in their chosen profession. And so they're both going back to university. And I'm not sure that they would have been doing that at this time if it hadn't have been for the pandemic, if it hadn't been for the opportunity to study online with those universities now. And so I think there's there's been massive shifts and it's just opening up a lot of possibilities for people. We've slowly moved away from that need to be with another person physically and we spend, and, and even talking to them on the phone, we don't do half as often as we used to. What we do now is we email people. We connect with them on social media. We spend a lot of time typing rather than talking now. And I think that that's moved us nicely into a position that we can work from home. And it's always been an aspiration for an awful lot of people to live in the countryside. But they always thought, well, I can't do that because I can't get to work. And what this pandemic has proved to us is you can actually do both. You can live in the countryside and you can get to work. I think the other factor that's impacting on people is children and education because having to homeschool children during the pandemic and having to use online resources to do that, some schools are sending out paper resources, there's been quite a mix. It means that one parent has to be at home. And whilst we're still talking about bubbles or whilst we're even considering in the back of our heads that there may ever be another pandemic, then having a home that has space for children to be able to run about outside is definitely a big consideration. And I think that's feeding into people from the cities considering moving out to more rural locations too, because they're thinking if they're having to be at home because their working patterns have changed because they can work from home and also their priorities are shifting and they're having to have possibility of educating their children at home then they want to have a space where their children can be outside can have exercise um, and so that's another reason why people are making that shift to more rural locations and it's interesting you know one of the things that you do as a developer is you take opportunity that's the key to any business is being able to see and take an opportunity and look at the opportunity right now as we stand here today And this may change in the future, but right now, as we stand here today, property prices in cities are still higher than rural locations. 
So if you as a developer want to buy a site in the centre of London, Edinburgh, Birmingham or Manchester, it is going to cost you more than it would do to buy a site in a village or town just on the outskirts of these major cities. And yet what we are saying is that people are likely to want to move to the village or the town outside of the city. So look at that as an opportunity. Think about it as an opportunity. You're likely to be able to buy a plot for a small amount of money compared to that of a city centre plot. You're likely to be able to build at approximately the same cost. But as the zeitgeist changes, as people's attitude changes to property, you're going to, by the time your development is completed, have a very desirable property that you can still sell to someone moving out of a city at a competitive price at this point in time. And they can possibly have some equity and have a better lifestyle. Now, as a developer, I see that as a huge opportunity. I think there's also a shift even from people in England looking to Scotland because they're saying that if they can work from home, then, you know, Scotland provides much more opportunities for outdoor activities. There's much more greenery. There's much more opportunity to feel as though you're isolated in a rural location, but actually you are within much closer commuting distance of a city if you if you need to go into a city and you're much closer commuting distance of hospitals. And so from talking to friends in England, I'm also hearing that shift. I'm hearing that, that Scotland's now opening up as a possibility for them when before it wouldn't have been because they were having to commute into the office. But now that they can work from home so much, then they can consider looking further afield. And I think the fact that the demographic in Scotland is more widespread, we're scattered over a bigger location then um, the fact that there's more area per head in a way is something that definitely appeals to people but that's true of any rural location you know whether you take parts of wales whether you take parts of the north of england or whether you take parts of the south of england and of course scotland we can just live in different places now we can just be farther away from that office that a lot of people have been tied to for a very long time so i think what we're saying is that there is a huge opportunity out there for the property developer. Because remember, we're on Property Development Live, and this podcast is aimed at and focused on property developers. So let's go around, finally, and just talk about what we see as the major opportunities that are available right now, if you're a property developer. I would look for a rural, semi-rural environment, uh, probably in the north of England, certainly Scotland. I would be looking for somewhere which had great scenery, access to good schools. I think that's important because my target market would be the 30 to 45-year-old family with small children who are wanting to make the move. That's what I would be looking for. I completely agree. I think people will be looking to rural locations and that's a great opportunity for the small developer, either the first time developer or small developer. Um, so there will be opportunity to purchase plots, um, to build houses with a garden or a little bit of land about it. And the market for that has, you know, it has increased exponentially um, because of the current climate and I think that demand has now been created and is going to stay there I don't think it's a 
it's a flash. I don't think it's a fad. I think lots of people are seeing the pandemic as an opportunity to change their lifestyle. Lots of people in community planning, lots of people in government, lots of academics. They're having conferences at the moment. They're writing books about it. They're having um, plenaries about how we can actually bed in the changes because they see that actually from an environmental point of view, it's much better if people are working from home, if they are able to have a little bit of land where they could possibly grow their own vegetables, if that's what they wanted to do. There is a lot about sustainable communities and sustainable development. And they are trying to bed those changes in so that they don't disappear when people start to forget about the fact that we've lived through a pandemic, but so that the advantages of rural living are actually part of our social fabric and structure going forward. I think all that's been said on this podcast is true, and I am for once going to show a little bit of Scottish bias because this po podcast is not aimed purely at Scotland. This is a UK podcast, and development can happen everywhere and should happen everywhere. But I am going to show a little bit of Scottish bias. Remember that in Scotland, you can still buy a plot, a reasonable plot, somewhere between 30 and £100,000 to build a, a, a new build house. Remember that you can buy that plot at probably 25% of the GDV, whereas in some parts of the south of England you would expect to pay somewhere between 40 and 45% of GDV. So Scotland has a lot of opportunity. But everywhere, anywhere you want to develop, this is an opportunity. The message I would leave people with is in every market, in every time, in every economic condition, if you're willing to take the risks, if you're willing to take the chances, if you're willing to do things that other people are afraid to do, then you're a real entrepreneur and I would say that you are a real developer. To quote Warren Buffett, when everyone else is fearful, be greedy. And when everybody else is greedy, be fearful. This has been Property Development Live. My name has been Paul Merrick. I'm Mark Ann Merrick. I'm Martin Davis. And we'll see you next week on the Property Development Live podcast. <music>